0: Everybody, and welcome back to the Broadway Jets podcast. You'll know me from Twitter as NYJ Mike and I'm joined as always by the president of memes of Jets Twitter. It's NYJ Matt.
1: Yeah, coming off a another tough loss to Arizona Cardinals losing 30 to 10. The Jets are now 0 and 5, but we are starting episode 11 with a top 5 of what if moments since 1996 for the New York Jets. So, the past 25 years, we're going to go through our top five what if moments. Mike, I completely dominated the last top five according to Jets Twitter. I won about a 70% clip. So, we're going to give you the first pick in this draft and we'll go from there.
0: First pick, we'll put the uh, NFL draft music. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> with the first pick in the what if jets since 2000 or 1996 draft <laughs> i will select what if mark sanchez got the ball back in the 2010 afc championship game the jets were down 24 to 3 at the half then they were down 24 to 10 after an early third quarter touchdown they had the ball inside the steelers 5 yard line were were stopped on fourth down after some weird play calling from Brian Schottenheimer, got a safety from Jason Taylor, got the ball back, scored a touchdown, 24-19, never got the ball back again. Big Ben hit Antonio Brown, rolling out. What if, what if Mark Sanchez got the ball back? The Jets might be Super Bowl champions right now, and we wouldn't be so annoyed that we were
1: 0-5. Yeah, and, and that playoff run, you think from game one to game four, it could have been Manning, Brady, Big Ben, Rodgers, maybe the top four best quarterbacks of that generation. You know, mid to late two thousands, Sanchez would have beaten all of them on the road or a neutral site. Famers.
0: Four Hall of Famers.
1: It's crazy. It's crazy to think about. That was my number two on the list. Um, we'll go with the nineteen ninety seven NFL draft. Peyton Manning electing to stay at Tennessee, um, you know, post tight year, the Jets end up trading that first overall pick to six for a the sixth overall, third, fourth, and seventh, and then trading down again for the eighth overall pick and getting another fourth-round pick as well. They took, uh, I believe, James Frarier. James Frarier, the linebacker. Right, right. He played a lot better for the Steelers, I believe, though, than he did for the Jets. Uh, Orlando Pace went one. Hall of Fame tackle, and Walter Jones went 6th Hall of Fame tackle as well. You look at everything that was going on, Peyton Manning wanted to potentially be in New York, but with the cap and the Jets having so many missing pieces, Parcells was fine with trading back and getting a ton of draft capital. The fact that Peyton was on the fence about what to do or not, and he didn't know if the Jets were to trade a pick, it's just terrifying looking back on what could have been If he came out, the Jets take him number one and then they go through the past, the next 15 years with arguably a top five quarterback of all time. It's one that, that I think about a lot. And then the more you think into it, it, it's just a terrible feeling.
0: Yeah. And James Farrier ended up winning two Super Bowls with the Steelers in 2005 and 2008. And he was an all pro. Um, But yeah, if the Jets get Peyton Manning, you know, it, obviously changes the history of sports. Um, so to build off that, my number two will be, what if the Jets signed Pay Manning in 2012? Mm. So the Jets ended up giving Mark Sanchez an extension uh, when there were rumors that the Jets could sign Pay Manning. Manning, of course, you know, went to the Denver Broncos and went to two Super Bowls, won, won one of them, set all kinds of records with our friend, Adam Gase. He threw 55 touchdowns and threw for 5,400 yards in 2013. So what if, what if the jets, you know, moved on from our boy Marky Mark and signed pay Manning in 2012, I think, you know, with pay Manning and then with the Rex Ryan defense, who knows you know, how things would have changed.
1: That's a good call. My number two is Belichick resigning. As HC of NYJ. It actually just, probably should be one. That yeah, yeah. I'm be surprised you didn't take it too.
0: Um, yeah. I was building my list for 2010 <laughs> before and I forgot about that.
1: It's the type of thing that if it happened nowadays, it would be one of the biggest news stories, not even sports, but for weeks on weeks. A, a coach getting. You know, a, a shot to head coach a team and then resigning, and then obviously the, the trade happens with New England. Watching this guy then win six Super Bowls in two decades, it's a big what if, especially since the Jets have had over that time okay. There's been a string of okay head coaches for the New York Jets in the past 20 years, but then ever since 2014, you look at what has happened with the team and what could have been if Belichick was, you know, reigning the team. That's my my easy number two, and and that dumb napkin is just a slap in the face that you you look back on. And I don't think a lot of fans outside of you know our area really know the full story of what happened. The beat writers were shocked going into work that day; like they had no idea that was on the on the fence. You look at Samini has a great article he puts out every year on that date, and he goes through the motions of what happened throughout that year and that day. I don't think a lot of fans outside of this area understand how horrific that was for this franchise.
0: Yeah, well, Belichick, you know, wasn't so successful before. Right. Um, right. You know, I mean, he was a great defensive coordinator, won a couple of Super Bowls. He was with the 98 Jets. He won 11 games with the Browns one year. But that really should be number one. And you're definitely going to win unless I get really hot right (laughs) here. I've I've got to get hot. I have a good one. What if? Humor me. What if? Brett Favre never got hurt in 2008. The Jets were eight and three in first place, coming off a Thursday night football win against the Patriots. They beat the undefeated Titans, who were ten and zero. And then Brett Favre tore something in his arm. Didn't tell anybody. <laughs> started sending nudes to people, to women <laughs> in the Jets locker room. And then the Jets went nine and seven, missed the playoffs. Pennington was second in MVP that year with the Dolphins. So what if that team was probably other than 2010 and 98, the one you know the most Super Bowl ready Jets team that you know I, I think most fans would say is is the 2008 Jets.
1: Yeah, and think about too. You talk about the presidential effect and how guys like Geno Smith, you look back on five years later and they're all this amazing quarterback. We did him wrong. I feel like the opposite happened with Brett Favre. If you talk about Brett Favre now on Twitter. People will be like, oh, he didn't tell anyone he was hurt. They ruined that team. And, and there's like a he negative connotation People will
0: say, yeah, around say Brett Favre.
1: Didn't... Dude, you had Brett Favre for a year. You know how cool that is, looking back on it? Out of the horrific things that happened in the past two decades, you complain about Brett Favre. You know, what was it, winning eight games? I'm fine with it. Nine games. Nine games, right? You lose, Well, they go five they out, one out of f- less, six They went one less. or four down the stretch, yeah. Come on. Come on. I'm fine with that. But Very but good. that whole team. Right. That whole team was great. <laughs> yeah. Like it was Thomas the 0-9 Jones the 13
0: team. It was the same team. Yeah. Yeah. So Thomas Jones had 13 <laughs> touchdowns. You had Kochrie and LaVernius Coles and Dustin Keller and that crazy offensive line was all intact. It was it was Fanica, Mangold, uh Woody and Brandon Moore. That was the team. Very right. frustrating, you know. So uh, good defense. Right. right. My number three
1: is a big brain. This is this you got to give me a minute to to go through it. The 2016 presidential election. Oh, God. Hillary Clinton wins the electoral vote, becomes president. Woody Johnson never becomes ambassador to the UK, (laughs) picks the next head coach, and it's not Adam Gase. Think about what could happen to the team if Adam Gase doesn't take over, Christopher Johnson doesn't. You know, keep Bulls for another year or two. Woody would never have dealt with that. People can argue politics about the country. I don't really care about that. I'm looking at what would happen to this team. And it's a very, very, very fun what if to look back on. I mean, you just wonder. <laughs> I, I
0: wonder how much, uh, that's hilarious, but I wonder how much impact Chris uh, Woody had on the mm. Selection. Like, I don't know. Does Christopher Johnson call him up? Like that always kind of perplexed me. Like, just because he's in London, he
1: has to just let Christopher Johnson make all the decisions now. An article came out after Adam Gates was hired, and it was Woody Johnson gets vote of confidence, says Christopher Johnson made the right call by hiring Adam Gates. So I do think Woody was a part of it. I don't think he could have went out there and hired whoever he wanted without Woody's approval. But it just felt like the Jets ran different behind Woody. It was a you know loud. You knew what he thought. Christopher Johnson, the opposite, very soft spoken, not gonna give you a headline. I um in the event that Hillary won the election, what could have been the past <laughs> five years? It's it's an interesting thought. It's very interesting. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe he wouldn't get
0: like wooed by Peyton Manning telling him that Adam Gase is a genius. Um, okay. All right. We'll go a little different. Let's go in that, in that vicinity, the 2017 draft. What if
1: the Jets took Patrick Mahomes? Ah, oh, that's my next one.
0: Yeah. What Damn if, what it. if? Because look, help. we're, we're big Darnold guys. Like, we're the biggest Darnold guys. And we hate when people like talk about this. But I mean, the Jets really didn't take Mahomes or Watson because they had Christian Hackenberg. And, I, and, I don't love hindsight. I don't love when a guy turned out to be a superstar, and then in hindsight, everyone's like, "Oh my God, the Jets should have taken him," especially a quarterback, because if everyone knew what Mahomes was, he would have just went number one, obviously, or or and Watson would have went number two. So it's it's a little disingenuous. But what if the Jets took Patrick Mahomes in twenty
1: seventeen? I'm with you, and and the reports would, came it, out. would he yeah. Reports came out three weeks ago that McKagan never believed Patrick Mahomes to be a franchise quarterback. And if he did believe he would be, and the scouting was on par, Patrick Mahomes would likely be a Jet. And that's that's how it goes. So it's a a tough feeling. We all agree that would Patrick Mahomes be a 50 touchdown MVP Super Bowl? No, but he would have elevated players unlike any quarterback we've had ever. So it's the type of deal that you're right. It's a big what if. I wonder if, you know, Joe Douglas would
0: get enough receivers for Patrick Mahomes. Maybe the Jets would just give up on him, too, for Trevor Lawrence. So who the fuck knows? (laughs) Uh, My number
1: four, uh, Kembrel Tompkins, week 17, Uh, 2015, going to the sideline. I want to do a larger what if of, like, they just made the playoffs 2015. But I remember watching that live, and at that moment, put yourself back. we We thought we were dead anyway. Like, we... What was it 30 to 40 seconds off in the clock. We were at our, inside our own 25. We, we had no desire to be in that game. We thought we were dead anyway. And then we just see Fitz aired out. We're assuming it's going to be double-covered, probably a pick. And Carroll Topkins is streaking down the sideline and just doesn't come down with the catch. Uh, you've been through it before. I always forget the, the matchups, which would have been. Was it the Raiders-Texans? It was like a weird wild We were going to play the Bengals, Bengals without okay. Dalton.
0: So it would have been AJ McCarron. That's the game where Vontaze Perfect and Pac-Man Jones had the late penalties where they were gonna beat the Steelers. Okay. So we would have played the Bengals without their quarterback. And then we would have played the Patriots, who we beat in week seven week sixteen. And then you have the Broncos with decrepit Peyton Manning, who had nine touchdowns and seventeen
1: interceptions that year. So And the twenty fifteen Jets, they're the one time where it's like a feel good Jets team. Like, after 2010, you go three, four years of horrific things. Geno punched in the face during the offseason. That's another what if. But yes. you take this random team, and they just win 10 games, and you're like, holy shit, that can happen any day in the NFL without a franchise quarterback? And then you pop off, and you end up losing a horrific game against Rex Ryan and the Bills. Big old what if, but that that would be my number four.
0: Okay, here's here's my number five, which probably could be higher also. And I have a lot of like honorable mentions that I was pretty I mean there's a lot of weird stuff happens with the Jets. So my number five is what if Vinny Testaverdi didn't tear his Achilles week one of nineteen ninety nine? So the Jets were twelve and four in nineteen ninety-eight, the only twelve win Jets team ever, even you know, even when they won the Super Bowl, they had eleven wins. Um Week one, 1999, you know, the Jets are locked and loaded. Parcells, Belichick, Curtis Martin, Kevin Mawai, Hall of Famers left and right. Benny tears his Achilles. The Jets still go eight and eight somehow.
1: Um, but, man, w- what if? Big time what if. My final one is the the most consistent kicker you can have until – this day, 2004, divisional playoff game, Pittsburgh Steelers. Doug Bryan misses from 47 and 43 in the fourth quarter. I remember where I was. I was at this my friend's basement who I don't even talk to anymore. And I'm watching this in a little green jet jersey. Didn't even know what was happening. All I know is that the kicker sucked, and he continued to miss field goals and lose the game. And I love going to his Wikipedia page, because they always talk about how consistent, reliable, and ice cold this guy was except for one day in january when the jets had a chance to go to the AFC championship game doug Bryan (laughs) missing two field goals in the fourth quarter
0: yeah one with two minutes left and one with four seconds left he missed a 43 yarder which is you know
1: how do you even and it was a pick to get that back on that final possession with the four seconds right was yeah, it like a ridiculous pick that. Yeah, David Barrett picked off uh, Big Ben. Because I rewatched uh, that playoff game, and it, it felt like a game that could go either way. It's not like the Steelers dominate, the Jets; dominate. It was a weird game, and then you just assume, in normal human nature, that the Jets have two shots to end it inside fifty. You're gonna win it on a field goal, and they just don't do it.
0: Yeah. Well, the weird thing about that game is the two Jets touchdowns. One was a like a eighty-five yard pick six from Reggie Tongue. And then the other one was a punt return from Santana Moss. So it was like a strange game. The Jets kind of mm. stayed in it and then, you know, had two chances to win and didn't.
1: Yeah. Top five week two. Mike, I think I won it again. I think that, I think I won I don't think again.
0: so at all. I think I was like
1: way more consistent with my five. The Belichick one hurts. Dude, Hillary Clinton winning the election is going to get some some yeah. people would raise their eyebrows. Like that that could have... Yeah. Really well, I have
0: a lot of me. uh, honor, no. honorable mentions. I no. have what if Sam never got mono. Mm. That would have changed a lot of things because... Well, the way it would really change things is if the Jets somehow won one or two more of those games and made the playoffs. That would change like everything. right? It would change the way that people thought about Darnold. It would change the way people thought a little bit about Gase. For sure. If he made the playoffs last year. Um, but who knows, you know, they got, to I don't think he,
1: at- I don't think the whole Patriots mic'd up game happens to that extent. If he had yeah. more games, you come off a high off the Dallas game. And here's what I, I think too. Donald doesn't practice. He has mono. He, th- he gets thrown in pr- like a primetime four o'clock late start game against Dallas and Dallas were missing four starters that game and lost Cooper in the beginning of the game. The, the way it was happening and, and the energy the crowd brought and how the game started and the first two drives, Darnold looked sharp. I think the momentum carried him to just playing great throughout the game. And I think we got too far ahead of ourselves as a team and with Darnold himself. You go into a Monday night game under the lights now. You're 1-4 and four, trying to bring it back. And then you get hit a wall. You get absolutely embarrassed. I, I don't know if he has three games before that where he misses, if he still has that type of performance. And then you're right. If that happens, the whole mono thing doesn't happen. The dumb fucking ghost thing doesn't happen. Things change after that. I, I wish stuff. I could redo my list and put that fucking number one. <laughs> that ruined, yeah, dude. That, that ruined bad. a year of my life hearing all of that. It was really sad. Um, I have some
0: others. I Feed have. Me, uh, you said it. If G, what if Gino never got punched? Mm-hmm. 2015 completely different. What if Sanchez never got hurt in the Snoopy Bowl and yep, started in 2013? But Gino played well that year. Like. Not statistically, but we went 8-8 eight and eight and had a minus 94 point differential. <laughs> you love that stat. It's great. It's just so stupid. I mean, the Jets alternated wins and losses for the first 11 weeks that year after they beat the Saints. You know, they were uh, five and... or maybe the first 10 weeks they were five and four into week 10. Um, what if Mike McKagnon was not allowed to do the draft and free agency before getting fired like a month later? That's interesting. Who knows? We talked about this, I think, last week. Would have been a different draft class. The Quinnen draft, that is. Um, what else? What if we got? Nam Asamoah is an interesting one. Instead mm-hmm. of Cromartie, that would have changed things in 2010, 2011. Uh, what if the Jets did something else with their sixth pick in 2008? So, the Jets took Vernon Gols that year. We just talked about how loaded that 2018 was. And then they got, you know, with the Brett Favre and the offensive line and whatnot, they drafted Vernon Golston with the sixth pick. What if they took someone who was not horrifying? Maybe they would have won the Super Bowl in two thousand nine or ten. The only thing with that is the the reason I left that off is the draft that year just wasn't that good. Yeah, like, I'm looking no at one it now that obvious that you would have been like, oh my god, like we're we going to take like Keith Brooks. I mean. The, some of the other notable players like Dwayne Brown was a tackle, Jared Mayo, tackle. Ryan
1: Clady, Jonathan Stewart. Yeah, nothing crazy. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. but it's not like no, yeah, you don't, really, needed. really We needed a pass rusher. We literally needed a great pass rusher, and we would have had the most historically dominant defense ever in 2009. And it still might be. It's still considered one of the best of all time. But yeah, I
1: think that's all I got. I'm all sure right. there's a ton more, but good top five list. I can't wait to make the graphic and tweet out the poll and. Win by, I
0: think you know. I'm actually gonna win this one. You have like you have two really good ones, but I think my five are very, very solid and consistent.
1: I'll let you tweet it out to maybe your followers have like a bias towards you and you can, yeah, yeah, I will. You can get the win, all right. Um, now to wrap up, Jets Cardinals before the game, we were able to play pickup football. Mike and I completely dominated our opponents for the lesser team. Um, the losers. we just the, the thing is, we come off a, a big pickup football win. Um, me and Mike play tough defense win the game and we watched the Jets lose to the Cardinals 30-10 to now again I did not think the Jets were going to win this game I think I predicted 31-17 or 31-20 I'm very surprised of how flat they came out given that this is the third team they're playing west to east you are 0-4 you're coaching for your, your job you're playing for your job And you go out there and you look flat. You have no energy. You have no pump to you. It's the one thing that Adam Gase, above all else, it just blows my mind, is that there's no energy and there's no urgency in the play calling or the players playing. And before we get too into this game, I think I blame the players more than the coaching for this specific game. I think on defense and in offense, there were there was no fire behind any type of player out there at all. I I cannot even think back to that game and be like, oh, this guy like played his ass off. Maybe John Franklin Myers had a big sack. Jamison Crowder played well. Obviously, Crowder plays his ass off. He's consistent as ever. But at a point, you have to look at this team and say, who who am I rooting for? Who has the fire that's actually going to go out there and play right now? It's crazy, and we agree with Gase on on his clock management on going for a fourth down and Gase is the worst coach of all time. And I hate him for everything, but on this game, the players had nothing and it's, it's an indictment on Gase too, for not having them go out there and play hard. All right. Well, it's important to note.
0: It's, it's a good thing to be a self thinking person. So just because Adam Gase is horrifying, we know that doesn't mean that every single decision is the worst thing ever. So if you go on Twitter and the Jets go for it, fourth and one, And don't get it. People are like, that is the worst call of all time. Like, no, it's okay. You can go for a fourth and one down seven, nothing when you're on four on the 20 yard line, maybe get one of these. what are we like? Oh, for six and fourth down this year, but a little bit got to pump the brakes on that. Like be an individual person and think like, Hey, I think this probably is a good move. You can be, you can want Adam Gates fired tomorrow and still, you know, be okay with that. Similarly, the Le'Veon Bell, Stuff we were just talking about it before we started filming the podcast. Uh, you know, should Bell be used more? Probably, but coming off a hamstring injury, you know, the guy is, you know, what 14 touches, 13 carries like a normal game. Like, you know, it's what are they gonna give him 30 carries when he just came off? He's coming off the IR with a hammy, you know, then people be like, Why are they giving him 30 carries when he has a hamstring problem? So a little bit too much, but I understand where Bell is coming from, like we talked about. The usage, the way they use him is just weird. He has one catch. Jeff Smith has eleven targets. Le'Veon has one. It's like, you know, uh, pretty frustrating. Flacco, just whatever. He's a good backup. I'm very like if the Jets were two and two and we needed to win that
1: game, and you put Joe Flacco, I'm I'm very happy with it. But it's the type of thing exactly. If you're if you're one and three at that game, we're all freaking out, hoping Flacco can pull out and somehow pull out a win against his team. And the Cardinals, we talked about it last week, two and two with two tough games coming up. You need to play well this game. We'd be rooting for Flacco and rooting hard for it. So anything else that stands out, I don't think the Jets from the from the first kickoff had a chance in this game. It just, the, the type of energy that they brought on the field was garbage. Quick three and out, start the game. Um, Drop I,
0: pass on third down.
1: I do think Bell, um, you know, 13 carries for 60 yards. You talked about it. you don't want to, overwork him after a hamstring injury. The whole social media stuff after the game, liking trades and all that stuff, we're against it. We get why he's frustrated. Le'Veon Bell has been a great jet and a great leader since day one. You know, 16 months ago, he came in and we were were most excited of any person on earth that we got Bell. And it's just horrifying to know that when it's all said and done, in the high likelihood that he's cut next year, We had a Hall of Fame talent on our team for over 25, 30 games, and and we did nothing with him. It's a horrifying thought.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah. And then just to build on this game, the the defense is just lifeless. Murray threw for 380 yards. The Cardinals had 496 total yards, Um, the Jets had 285. Time of possession, of course, they have five more minutes than us. I'm surprised the run defense is just not stout. Like, even when the Jets have been bad over the last decade, vicious, tough run defense. No one runs the ball down or throw for 60 yards. doesn't happen, but every game, if it's a gash, like Chase Edmonds had that whatever 25-yard run against us, the 20, 29-yard touchdown run. Right up the middle, untouched, two-hand touch touchdown. Stuff like that you're just not used to seeing. Um we're used to the offensive futility, but yeah, I don't even think Flacco played that poorly. It's just there's nothing to work with. It's the same thing with Darnold. Like this is what I've been saying the whole time. Like, what what's supposed to happen? Like, what do, what do the ownership expect to happen? Do they think this team is going to win?
1: Yeah, and all week I got tweets of oh, you know, what are you going to do? And Joe Flacco goes out there and lights it up against the Cardinals. It's indictment on Darnold, and then crickets or people are like, oh. Flacco didn't turn the ball over. Yeah, 18 for 33, 195 and a touchdown. Like, I'm gonna, I don't know if you saw it yet, but reading it before the pod, I was very surprised on the total. Do you know how many passing yards Kyler Murray had on Sunday? Yeah, I just said 380. 380, right? I need to to say it again. Yeah. Imagine a Jets quarterback throwing for 380 yards in a game. What would we do? Happy, I would set myself on fire. It's, it's it's a crazy and I come, I come back. My house, like, said, Oh, we you know, Jets sucked as always, and we didn't think Kyler looked that good, right? Like, he, he threw for 380
0: yards, it didn't really feel like he
1: threw for 380 that, yards, right? And and right. another, you know, who are you gonna have cover? Deandre Hopkins,
0: Lamar Jackson,
1: Lamar Jackson.
0: What was that? What is he supposed to do?
1: I mean, yeah. even like the touchdown was a good, it was good defense fine defense yeah just too much where i just feel like the, the the down that we need to get a stop on greg williams defense if it's like a third and six or third and seven it just never happens and it's, it's not only a, a contested first down we'll have guys covering five yards beyond the sticks wide open curl route on first down or an out route and Everyone actually, like, nothing happened. And I'm like, if the Jets did that, we would freak out. Like, we'd be so happy. It's crazy how it feels like every team plays a different sport. And it comes back to, you know, when you're Kyler Murray has an eh game and Cliff Kingsbury is the coach, and Kyler Murray was hurt for half of that game as well. And you still throw for 380 yards. It, it's an indictment on Adam Gates and it needs to be over. I cannot believe why, why are the be- ownership
0: making the fans so mad? They already put out a garbage product all the every second. Just they're just making everyone like furious, and it's like you don't even want to watch. Like it's and we're not like that. Like we aren't the fans that are going to be. I'm not watching this shit. Like I'm protesting. We just want to watch the Jets. You say it all the time. We get to watch 16 football games a year. That's 16 days out of 365. Not a lot. And then now it's already over. It's done. And it was over probably week three, like what is this? why does it's very it's just not fair? It makes me very upset I just want to like my team it's not I, I feel animosity towards this team right now
1: I just think there's teams that we've had that you have players you want to root for and this team it's you look at it, and even the young guys they they either do dumb shit and take penalties that cause games or they do dumb stuff off the field and you I, I don't find myself rooting for a lot of people in this team, and a tough thing too is the Jets didn't have any turnovers on Sunday. the f- the The flags were annoying at times, but it wasn't overwhelming. So when you look at the press the post game press conferences with Gates and the players, it always comes back to, yeah, we didn't play complimentary football. You know, we P Ryan got no catches or no touches because it was the flow of the game. Too much language like that where God forbid you give P. Ryan three or four carries from Gore. What happens? You're going to stunt his growth because he played a, a home game against the Cardinals in week five? It's delirious. It's one of the most insane things ever. And I genuinely, as crazy as it sounds, Gates just saw Bell. He was like, right, I want to get Bell touches. He needs to be mad at me. And I want to give Gore touches because he's my guy. And they got a Ryan guy. Yeah, I probably want to be here when he's like, what is that? How do you not give P. Ryan a touch? If if
0: if the Jets don't want to put P Right in on like third and long for him to block, then sure. But yeah, but there's no reason why you can't just give him a like a handoff. Like you can just just give him the, like he's a running back. He can just run forwards. It's not like he's been great either. But you know he's like a rookie fourth round. I'll like, use him. Killer. Killer yeah, game. Yeah, then the last thing, like you said. No turnovers, six penalties. The Cardinals had ten. The Cardinals had got like screwed on a couple calls also with those fumbles. The Herndon one should have been a fumble. Herndon is, looks just awful, which is so disappointing. And then you, Quinn have, didn't you, do you anything have guys again. on
1: Jets Twitter who are like, oh, Herndon's getting open and no one's finding him. Shut up. When you do have an opportunity to make a play, you have to make a play. That's how undrafted free agents become good players in the NFL. They don't get a lot of touches, but when they do get them, they do something and they don't drop it. They get yards after the catch. Herndon might be open. That's fine. You know how many great players in the NFL are open, and sometimes they get missed. How, there's a, you can't have that every week. We can't be in week five and still be talking about him being open sometimes. What is his stat line this year? He's yeah. an embarrassment. It's, He's it's,
0: like 19 yards a game, yeah.
1: It, it, and everyone – he was the X-Factor this year. When you don't have a dominant threat on the outside. We all love Crowder. We all know Bell can do anything out of the backfield. But when you don't have a dominant threat on the outside, you just assume that maybe the guy – that has all this promise coming from 2018 as a tight end to make something happen. No, Chris Hogan's out receiving you every game. Yeah. Hogan's probably hurt too. But yeah. H- Hogan's going to be out probably at least three weeks.
0: Who knows? I was
1: know. Too bad we released Josh Malone, the savior.
0: Yeah, so uh, the only good thing is we don't have to hear people say like, oh my God, Joe Flacco's better than Sam Darnold because I just can't. Deal with that,
1: but uh, what happens? Well, we thought we had the Chargers coming up. We are now going to Miami instead. I think we have three out of four games in the middle of the season going west coast and traveling now with the new schedule change. But you're you're going to your old team, Adam Gase. I this team can't come out lifeless again. This. Dolphins' team just traveled across country and played a healthier Niners team than the Jets did. Remember, Bosa and Thomas got sent out very early in that game. The Niners team the Dolphins played was healthier than the Jets. The Niners traveled west to east with a back of quarterback and murdered the Jets. The Dolphins traveled cross-country and handled the 49ers. I don't, I, I don't know what the odds are yet. It wouldn't surprise you the Dolphins are a touchdown favorite against the Jets team. And especially yeah. with Darnold potentially being out, it could be worse.
0: Yeah, hopefully Darnold plays. I guess we'll find out on Wednesday.
1: If if Darnold doesn't play, it's, you mean, I mean, it's just nothing another... like forty. It reminds me of like those Bryce
0: Petty games in like 2017 against the Saints. Like, who cares? And but even that, at least he was like a young quarterback. And I like Joe Flacco. Like, I liked the move. I still like the move, but I'm just not excited to watch him play and go 18 for 30 and throw for 180 yards.
1: We gotta, we gotta do something here, and not. What saying, do we do? We have to. We have it's to like... crazy. Like I, when we look at the Dolphins' schedule, that's a toss-up game. No matter what part we were, like if we were two and three, if we were one and four, I'm assuming that we're going to be within three or four point spread of the Dolphins, right? And if you told me two is not even playing this time, they're still kind of rolling with Fitzpatrick and they don't really know what they're doing yet. They're in purgatory. No, this team just rolled the 49ers. What What is going to happen? It's a terrifying Wait. thought. It is an absolutely terrifying thought. And if the Jets can't play competitive games against the Cardinals, they can't do it against the Dolphins. When we play the Chiefs, when we go to Seattle, it is going to be a – it might be a 20-point spread for the Chiefs game. A 20-point spread. What's the highest spread, like 24 or something? Yeah, it's an embarrassment on, on Adam Gase. It's an embarrassment on Joe Douglas and his entire organization. The players, the coaches, the front office. You're sitting on $35 million cap. Joe Douglas, maybe you should have done something to help out your young quarterback. Adam GaSe. you're a horrific coach, and you should be fired three weeks ago. And the players need to step up, including Darnold. If Darnold plays, I don't care what type of injury it is. We got to start elevating players, and we got to play harder. And I pray that Bell is you know, going to get more touches. I pray that Perryman or Mims can do something and come back to give Darnold a weapon or two. Because now that Hogan's out, you're looking at the same thing you saw in week three. It's a, it's not, it's not at least ideal. Crowder for is Jeff.
0: playing, but it's like Jeff Smith and.
1: Uh. Defensive coordinator, what, what is stopping you from having a slot guy on Crowder and having a safety shading him every single play or an inside linebacker, backer cutting him inside?
0: I don't know. What? I mean, it doesn't really matter. It's not like the Jets' offense is
1: like it's, Whatever defense
0: defenses are doing, as just is working. Crowder does lead the league in yards per game, though. Minimum cool. three? Yeah, minimum three. Played 60% of the games.
1: All right. Uh, where the hell's Mims? What's up with him? It's just a guy who's never been hurt in his entire football career since he was in Pop Warner. Comes to Adam Gates in the Jets, and he can't get on the field. He's just, just dead. Tough. Like I, I I look at old tweets from August of, oh, yeah, I can't wait to watch Darnold to Mims and everything. And you can't even watch him one time. Not once. We might not see it till until November. Ah, I don't know. It's just tough. It's tough watching Justin Jefferson, Chase Claypool, and C.D. Lamb get targets, and Jerry Judy Mossing, here, supposedly number one cornerback. And, and watching these Henry receivers. Ruggs had a great game yesterday. Yeah, and, and all of the storylines I've seen is, you know, rookie 2020 receiver draft class is showing the hype of what they were expected to do. And then I'm looking around, and I'm like, all right, Lawrence Cager has three catches, and where's our guy? Where The Jets, who are the most wide receiver, needy team for their third-year quarterback, where's our guy? And he's has a, a hamstring. I don't blame Mims at all for this. It's just a shitty thing that happens to him. But is a hamstring really going to co- keep you out of eight weeks? I play pickup football. My legs are on fire right now. I would still be able to play 60 minutes on a Sunday for my team. I would I need crawl around. Out there.
0: Just crawl around and, like... I don't know.
1: You Denzel Man on one leg is better than Jehu Chasan on two and a half. I'm tired of this. It's garbage.
0: Are you saying that Chasan is like a
1: third leg? <laughs> it's going to be tough. Uh, we'll be back. We'll probably get a, a guest later in the week. Maybe have Joe it on. Um, I'm excited to break down some Darnold film with him. want to argue that, with him. I I think we're uh, – what's up?
0: I want to argue with Joe, but he –
1: I think his his point is like pretty fair, but yeah, he, is, he is good. He is a good point. I'm excited to to discuss with him on, you know, is there a path for you if it's number one overall pick? Is it Lawrence or bust? Do you think that the breakdowns you had in the summer about how Darnold was progressing is it fair to now say he's regressing with playing with six and seven receivers? I think it'll be a very fair debate. It's two people or three people that all of us watch every game. He breaks down more film than us, so. Maybe we can learn a little bit. He can hear why we have our takes. I think it's gonna be healthy.
0: No, I'm excited for that.
1: I'm pumped. All right, anything else, Mike?
0: No, I'm. No, I don't know. I like the top five more. This game <laughs> revisiting this game made me annoyed. Yeah,
1: but All what right. are you episode, gonna do, man? Episode 11, the books. Be back later this week, and that's it.